4: Richard Diamond, Private Detective.
2: Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce in the new adventures of Sherlock Holmes. Suspense. The adventures of Sam Spade, Detective.
0: Dragnet. And now, Gangbusters. Welcome to the Film Detective Podcast, where we bring you theater of the mind programming from the golden age of radio. I'm your host, Carl Amari. This time, William Bendix stars as Chester A. Riley. In a comedy episode of The Life of Riley. Stick around, we'll be right back.
2: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.
3: United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times.
2: And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
0: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Created by Irving Bracker, the popular family sitcom featured the comic misadventures of Chester A. Riley an inept but good-hearted blue-collar factory worker and father of two, played by screen actor William Bendix. Riley's wife Peg tried in vain to prevent her hot-headed husband's interventions, which only made matters worse and usually ended in an embarrassing revelation. With a tendency to try and solve non-existent problems, Riley sought advice from his best friend and next-door neighbor Gillis, but this only led to further complications and misunderstandings. Help came from Digger O'Dell, the friendly undertaker, who offered gruesome theories laced with repetitive puns, brilliantly delivered by John Brown. Riley's signature catchphrase, what a revolting development this is, made its way into every script and always brought a hearty laugh from the audience. In 1949, Universal Studios released a big screen motion picture with many of the radio cast reprising their roles. Later that same year, NBC produced a TV version with Jackie Gleason playing Riley, and William Bendix was under contract to RKO, so the company refused him permission to appear on TV. After 26 episodes, Gleason stepped down from the role to pursue other ventures, and Bendix came to an agreement with RKO, playing Riley on television for four seasons. Unlike the radio version, in which daughter Babs and son Junior remain the same age throughout the years, their TV counterparts, developed into young adults. In this episode, Babs and Junior plan an anniversary party for their parents. Here's The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix from November 8th, 1947.
2: It's new, it's amazing, it's Prell, P-R-E-L-L, Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Pral brings you The Life of Riley. Pral, <laughs> well, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. <laughs> Well, the Riley's 17th wedding anniversary is due in a few days, and Riley is reacting in typical fashion. That is, he's completely forgotten about it. But that isn't the case with his children, Babs and Junior.
6: Well, we've only got $25 in the bank. Will that be enough?
3: We can just make it, Junior. The restaurant's charging one fifty a plate, and there'll be 10 people, including mother and dad. That makes $15. That leaves $10 for a gift and extras.
6: What extras?
3: Well, I was thinking maybe a special cake with happy anniversary on it.
6: Babs, maybe we ought to tell Mom and Pop
3: And spoil the surprise? Junior, don't be a goon
6: Well, I know, but remember last year When the lodge threw Pop that surprise birthday party When Pop came in and saw the table and everything He got so excited, he kissed the cake And went after Mom with a knife
4: (laughs) Well,
3: so what? Daddy's very sentimental Oh,
1: hey, the Lord Monster's home
3: Oh, Oh, there's Daddy Now listen, don't you dare even Okay, okay Oh, and here, hide the bank book he sees oh, it. hello,
1: Offsprings. Okay. Springs. Where's your... Hey, what's that you got there, Junior? Oh, well, it's
6: nothing, Pop. It's, it's, it's a it's,
1: bank it's... book. Now, that's fine. That's the kind of book to read. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, Junior and I pooled our savings and we opened a joint account.
1: Really? Oh, that's wonderful. There's nothing like saving. Do you realize what happens if you put $5 in the bank and let it stay there at confounded interest? <laughs> <laughs> After 80 years, you'll have enough dough to live on for the rest of your life.
7: <laughs> oh, oh, Daddy Hello, oh, dear I didn't know you were home Peg, what do you know? Junior
1: and has got money in the bank
7: They have? Yeah Well, hands off, Mr. Riley
4: Peg,
1: I'm hurt I'm deeply hurt If I've said it once I've said it a thousand times Young kids should get into the habit of being thrifty You think I'm interested in the measly five dollars they got saved up? We've got 25
4: Oh <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
1: On the other hand, it ain't good for kids to grow up to be misers, Peg.
7: Now, suppose we let them handle their own money, dear. Don't you think I'm right?
1: Well, of course. You certainly don't think I want their money. Believe me, that $25
7: they've got in the bank is just
1: as safe as if it was in my own pocket. <laughs>
4: Mr. Riley. Me, Waldo
1: Benny. Oh, hello, Waldo. I'll be with you in a minute. I just want to see if there's any mail. Oh,
8: here we are. Letter for Babs, letter for Peg. Hey, here's one for me. Mr. Riley, you're opening your own mail? (laughs) Well, sure, Waldo. Don't you open your own mail? Oh, no. My sweet wife opens my mail first, and then if she thinks I'd enjoy reading it, she burns it. (laughs) Well, uh, excuse me, Waldo. uh,
1: Excuse me while I read this here. Let's see. um, Well, that's funny. There's nothing on here. Nothing at all? Well, there's just one sentence. November 8th is the big day. Now, who could have sent me an idiotic letter like this? (laughs) I did. You sent it? Well, what does it mean? I
8: don't know. (laughs) Waldo, did you get your head caught in your wife's mix master again? (laughs) Mr. Riley, months ago, you handed me a sealed envelope, addressed to you, and told me to mail it November 5th. You said it would remind you of something important. I did, huh? And you even gave me three cents to buy the stamp. Well, if
1: I laid out three cents, then this must be important. Let's see. (laughs) November 8th is the big
8: day. November 8th is the... Don't mean a thing. Concentrate now. What would be a big day in your life? Your mother's birthday? No, that was last month. Your wife's birthday? That's next month. Gee, this is driving me nuts, Waldo. I... Well, better forget it, Mr. Riley. These annoying mystifications, if permitted to consume your thoughts, can put you in a straitjacket. Straitjacket! Now I know it's my wedding anniversary.
1: <laughs> the minute you said straitjacket, I got it. Hmm. When you said straitjacket, I, I thought of being squeezed. How on squeeze. earth did that make you think of it? Well, the minute you said straitjacket, I thought of being squeezed, and, and the thought of being squeezed made me think of... Well, now, after all, Waldo, some things are sacred. <laughs> okay, Riley, okay, so stop talking about your anniversary already. You'd think you was the only person that was sucker enough to get married. Remember, I'm trapped, too. Oh, don't be so cynical, Gillis. You're always knocking marriage. But I bet if your wife, Honeybee, all of a sudden said you're through, you'd be worried. Oh, I'd be frantic.
5: Till I got it in writing.
1: Personally, I like being married. I got a swell wife. All wool, and she's a yard wide. Okay, ready. The only trouble is, now I got to figure out some beautiful gift to buy, Peg.
5: Why don't you get her a new pool cue? You said you need a pool cue.
1: That's not what I mean. Hey, I know what she'd like. She's dying for a new fur piece. I heard her say so. I know where I can get the most beautiful piece of mink for 30 bucks. Genuine mink for 30 bucks? Oh, sure, and it's gorgeous. All black with a white stripe down the middle.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, skunk mink. Yeah. That's different. The only, the only thing is, 30 bucks, it's... it's uh, say, Gillis, old pal. Save your you... lungs, Riley. I'm busted. Well, all I got is five bucks to my name, and I won't get paid till next Thursday. What'll I do? Borrow the dough, like you almost just did from me. Well, I don't know. I just... uh... Hey, wait a minute. I could borrow it from my kids. What, would they lend you 25? Remember, they know you. (laughs) (laughs) Would they lend me... Are you kidding? After all, they're my kids, my own blood relations. Any money they give me is just blood money. Junior, uh, look, son, I've I always been a good father to you, ain't I?
6: Why, sure, Pop. You're tops. And you, you love me, don't you? Oh, you know I do. You'd do anything for me, wouldn't you, my darling son? Well, sure, anything. But I can't lend you the $25. <laughs> well, that's fine, son. I, uh, Junior, you might have the
1: decency to wait until I ask you. Okay, if that's the way you feel, the subject is closed. Why won't you lend it to me?
6: <laughs> well, gee, yeah, I'd like to, but well, that's our savings. But it's only a loan for a little while, Junior. You... Well, we need it. What do you need it for? Well, uh, something. Something. I ask a simple question, I get an idiotic answer. What do you need it for?
1: Uh,
6: something. <laughs> Look,
1: Junior, you won't risk anything. I'm good for it. Why? I could walk into the Bank of America and get a loan just like that. Well, why don't you? Being you're my son, I'd rather give you the
4: business.
6: (laughs) Well, you see, Pop, the money's not all mine, it's Babs, too. Well, I didn't want to go to Babs. You know I love Babs, but
1: you're my favorite because you're a boy. I'll tell you a secret. When Babs was born and the doctor said, Riley, you're the father of a little girl, I was so disappointed I wanted a refund. Oh, you're kidding. Well, a little, but you're my favorite. After all, we're a lot alike. You even look like me. So we've got to protect each other. <laughs>
4: right,
6: now, will you lend me the money, Junior? Well, I just can't, Papa. I-, I told you, it's not all mine. But I'm desperate, son. I, well... well, if Bab says okay, it's okay with me, too. Oh, that's more like it. Now, you wait right here. I'll go and con Babs. I-, I-, I mean, I'll talk to her. I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs>
1: Uh, Babs, honey.
3: Oh, hi, Daddy.
1: Look, Babs, I, I want to ask you a confidential question. Who's your favorite father?
3: Well, I've only got one father, so there isn't much choice.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you, honey, for the compliment. Now, listen, Bebsy, I- I'm sort of in a terrific spot. It- it's kind of an emergency. I'm
3: sorry, from- Daddy. I can't touch that $25. Well,
1: how did you guess? How do you like that? I got two kids, and they're both psychopathic. (laughs) Look, Bev, you gotta help me.
3: But it's not my money, it's Junior's too,
1: Oh, I don't wanna go to Junior. I love Junior, but you're my favorite. (laughs) Honest, I'll let you in on a little secret. When your mother and me got married, she wanted a boy, but I ordered her to have a girl. (laughs) Go on, Daddy No, no no kidding When the doctor showed you to me in the hospital I was so grateful I paid him right on the spot (laughs) But I still owe for Junior (laughs) So it's all settled, huh?
3: Well, it isn't up to me I told you, Junior Well, if it's
1: okay with Junior Is it okay with you? Yes That's all I want to hear Junior! Junior, come in here, quick
3: Did you call me, Pop? Now,
1: listen, Junior you said if Babs says yes, you'll say yes, didn't you? Yes. Uh-huh. And Babs, you said if Junior says yes, you'd say yes, didn't you? Yes. Now we're getting somewhere. Well, children, I need $25. No. no. <laughs> Let's try it again. I mean, I mean, Babs, Junior, you've got to help me out. Please, please, I'm begging you.
3: We just can't, Daddy. Honest, we can't.
1: Okay. I won't say any more. I ain't the type that begs. Keep your money.
3: Daddy, we'd give it
6: to you, well, but... sure, Pop. Only we can't. There's a reason. I don't want to listen to reason.
1: <laughs> From now on, we're through. You hear? Through. I'll feed you, I'll clothe you, I'll send you to college, I'll pay for your wedding. But after that, you're on your own.
2: We'll a the second act of the life of Riley in a moment.
7: See, Ken... Everyone's boosting new Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in a handy tube.
2: Well, naturally, Pral's a favorite for two reasons. First, Pral removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Examinations by a group of doctors proved it.
7: Second, Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap or soap shampoo because Pral can't leave a dulling soap film. Yes, Prell awakens the youthful highlights of your hair. Leaves hair radiantly lovely, radiantly soft and clean.
2: And that handy prowl tube's a favorite, too. No slippery bottles, no waste, no spill. Yes, prowl's so easy to use.
7: For hair free of unsightly dandruff, hair sparkling with radiance, get Prell. You'll sing about... P-R-E-L-L, Prowl Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is in sight. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L, Prowl Shampoo.
2: My Prowl. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley.
4: Oh, children,
3: breakfast is ready. Okay, Mother. Now, remember, Junior, don't say a word about Daddy trying to borrow
7: our money.
6: Okay, what do you think I am, a kid or something?
7: Morning, Mother. Oh, you. morning, Mom. Where's Pop? Well, he'll be right in. Children, have you have you noticed a change in your father lately?
3: A change, Mother?
7: Well, yes, it, it started last night. He's been acting very, well, unhappy.
3: Why, no, Mother, I haven't noticed. Have you, Junior?
7: No. Well, pass the toast, please. Oh, well, it's probably my imagination. Maybe things down at the planet Where's the are... paper? Oh, here, dear. Good morning, Daddy. Good morning, Pop. Good morning, Peg. <laughs> Why, Riley, Babs and Junior are here, too. You act as if they were strangers or something. Who, me? Well, what
1: gave you that idea? Peg, tell that boy at the end of the table to pass the bread. What? <laughs> Here you are, Pop. Thanks, Peg.
7: Riley, what's gotten is into toast. you? This toast. You know I hate toast. It gives me indigestion. Now, don't get excited. You don't have to eat it. There's some nice hot biscuits right under your nose.
1: Oh. Well, why don't you put them where I can see them?
4: <laughs>
1: mm. Oh, this is delicious. Boy, nobody can make biscuits like you, Dumplin'.
7: Babs made them this time.
1: Pass the toast. <laughs>
7: going on here? What's happened between you and the children?
1: I'll tell you what's happened. Those kids of yours are, well, selfish. They just don't care about their father.
7: How can you say that? Why, Babs and Junior are very close to you.
1: I'll say they're close. <laughs> I asked them to lend me $25 and they... You what? I needed that money real bad so as I could... Uh, forget it.
7: Now, wait a uh, minute. What do you need $25 for? Well, uh, uh,
1: I, uh, I'm sorry. I don't discuss my private affairs in front of strangers.
4: Excuse me.
7: Oh, so that's it. You wouldn't lend him that money. It's not that we didn't want to, Mother. We just couldn't. It was too late to call off
4: the
6: party.
3: Junior! I,
7: I, I'm... Hmm? I
3: Party? What party? Oh, Junior, you dope. You gave it all away. Gave
7: what away?
3: Oh, we might as well tell you now, Mother. We're giving an anniversary dinner for you and Daddy and some of your friends at Luigi's Grotto. A dinner? For us?
7: Oh, children, why, that's wonderful. We wanted it to be a surprise, and now it's
6: all spoiled.
7: Oh, no it isn't, dear. You can still surprise your father. Well, I don't know how he'll go for the idea now. You
6: heard what he just said. He called us strangers.
7: Oh, you know your father. He don't mean it. By now, he's probably forgotten all about it. And
6: there's another
1: thing.
4: Well, really? Uh...
1: If they act like strangers with their money, they're going to be treated like strangers. From now on, they're paying rent around here.
2: <laughs> Nickel a week.
1: <laughs> can keep their money. I don't have to go to them. I got friends Plenty There must be at least Fifty good pals In this here address book I'll get some dough If I have to go through This book From A to Z Uh, Hello Ambrose This is your old pal Riley No nothing special Just called up To see how you And your sweet family Were doing What do you mean How come all of a sudden I'm so friendly We're pals from way back Ain't we Twenty years Through thick and thin And they don't come Any thicker than we are (laughs) Yes, sir, pal Uh, by the way, Ambie c- Could you loan me 25 bucks for a couple of days? I Yeah, well, the same to you Hello, Beasley This is Riley calling you Beasley, old pal Listen, chum, how you fixed for cash? You're glad I asked You mean you Can I lend you 10 bucks? <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me, sir I think you have the wrong number Zabisco! <laughs> Clarence Zabisco! Listen, this is Riley. Y- y- Riley! Th- that's, that's right, Chester Riley, that's right. Y- you bowled with me last night. At this... Yeah. Look, Zippy, you-, you gotta help me out. Could you loan me twenty. Well? Zabisco is dead?
4: <laughs>
1: oh, well, in that case, I won't disturb him. Oh, gee, the poor guy. And last night, he was so... Hey, wait a minute. Oh, it's just no use, Waldo. I tried every guy I knew. And they all turned you down? Yeah, one of them even said he was dead. Some anniversary this is going to be. No gift for
8: Peg. But, Mr. Riley, uh, you have a dollar, haven't you? Oh, what good's a dollar? Go down to the delicatessen, get some refreshments, and throw a little party. Just for the two of you. But that's no gift. Peg deserves a better gift. It's gi- not the gift. It's the thought behind it. The important thing is you remembered. Waldo, that's a great idea.
1: I'll get some delicatessen stuff, and, and I'll make a fire. And I'll put a table in front of the fire with our best lace tablecloth. And the company silver. And I'll make the room dark and, and light the candles. Oh, it'll be so romantic. Just the two of us eating liverwished by candlelight.
8: <laughs> there. Table's all set, Waldo. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> You you like the way I spelled out happy anniversary with the pickles? Oh, (laughs) very unusual. Fire a woman I know it would send me. Gee, I wish Peg would come home already. She should be here by now. I'm as nervous as a bride. Well, I guess I'll run along now. Yeah, I'd ask you to stay for dinner, Waldo, but, well, you know, this is a special occasion. (laughs) I understand. Well, happy anniversary. Goodbye. So long, Waldo. Oh, uh, Mr. Riley. Yeah? There's a note for you here on the hall table. A note? Yeah. Here you are. Oh, I didn't see it when I
1: came in. Oh, it's from Peg. Let's see. Don't feel like cooking tonight. We'll be at the grotto with children at 7 o'clock. Join us there. Waldo. Waldo, she forgot. She she forgot our anniversary. Oh, dear. (laughs) My mother warned me there'd be times like this.
8: It's an awful blow, Mr. Riley. But don't you think you ought to join her there? No. This is my
1: anniversary, and I'll celebrate it myself. Would you
8: like me to stay here with you? No.
1: No, thanks, Waldo. I'm very fond of you, but you can never take the place of Peg.
8: (laughs) Well, I'll run along. Goodbye. Happy anniversary.
4: Yeah.
1: Happy anniversary. I'll show her. I can celebrate myself. I don't need her to be happy. I'm going to have a great time. I'll turn on the radio. Sure, I'm going to have fun. Oh, how we danced on the night we were wed. We vowed our true love. No word wasn't said.
4: Dearest, I am my
1: Oh, Peg, I'm so miserable. I couldn't be any lower than I am this minute.
5: Would you care to bet?
4: <laughs>
5: Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> oh, it's you, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural.
4: <laughs> the
5: door was ajar, so I walked in.
1: Well, what are you doing around here, Digger?
5: Well, I've just come from a meeting of the U-E-P-B-T-T-S-M.
1: UEPBTTSM.
5: UEPBTTSM? Yes, the undertakers, embalmers, and pallbearers. Back to the soil movement. <laughs> Once a week, we gather in a vacant lot, and we plant things. But tell me, Riley, why the festive board?
1: It's my anniversary.
5: Congratulations. Let's drink to the occasion.
1: Well, all I got is that soda pop there.
5: Ah, my favorite brand. Seven Down.
4: <laughs>
1: Here,
5: a glass for you, and one for me.
4: Oh, well, thanks,
5: Digger. A wheat, a toast. Here's to you, my dearest friend, and to all the years you knew me. For every year that passes by brings you that much closer to me. (laughs) But tell me, Riley, where is your dear devoted spouse? I'd like to offer my felicitations. She
1: ain't even here.
5: That's how much she cares about our marriage. Ah, once my wife forgot our anniversary, I was so shocked that I did my work in a complete daze. I didn't know who was coming or going.
1: <laughs> this anniversary sure is different from last year. I took her to the Paradise Roof. Oh, it was beautiful. The lights were low. There were flowers everywhere. Up above, you could see the stars twinkling in the sky, and the orchestra was playing so sweet. Da da
5: da Shall we dance?
4: (laughs) What?
5: Oh, excuse me. For once, I got carried away. (laughs) Riley, don't sit here and brood. Go to your wife. Tell her how she's hurt you. You're right, Tigger. I'll do it. She'll respect me for it. And
1: she'll be ashamed when she sees all the trouble I went to with the table. Yes,
5: I like the way you laid it out. (laughs) Oops, that reminds me, I have an appointment Well, cheerio, I'd better be shoveling off
7: Oh, dear, I can't understand it Where can your father be? Mother, everybody's sitting at the table already, they're starved. Well, look, dear, you go back inside I'll, I'll go outside and see if... Oh, Riley. Oh, there
1: you are. Daddy,
7: we thought you'd never get here. Peg,
1: I got something to say to you. But
7: not now, dear. We're all starved. Peg, do
1: you realize what day this is?
7: Of course. It's our anniversary.
1: It's our... You knew. You didn't forget. And still you didn't. That makes it even worse. Well, let me tell you something, Peg. Oh, Daddy,
7: you don't understand. I understand everything. But, Pop, we have... Wait a... a minute, Junior. Let your father talk. Go on, dear. You
1: ought to be ashamed, Peg. Ignoring our anniversary after all these years I don't expect our two kids to care about it But you, my only wife Are you finished? How could you? After all I've done for you In the Depression when we were starving And you wanted to pawn your wedding ring I wouldn't let you be humiliated I went and pawned it for
7: you Well, now, if you're quite finished just take a peek inside the private dining room there. I'm going home to
1: my Liverwurst.
7: Come on, take a look. Now, come Stop on. Follow me, Junior.
1: Hey,
4: there uh, he is. Hey, right. right. Peg.
1: I, I don't. What are all these Ambrose Beeman, Zabisco? I thought you were dead.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Peg, I, I feel like such a fool.
7: Yes, dear.
1: I know. You did all this for me, and, and I said... Well, I didn't do it. The children did. Babs, Junior, you did it. You mean you really love me? Of
7: course sure you Sure we
1: do, Pop.
7: So do I, dear.
1: What a revolting development this is. <laughs> the
2: Rileys will be back in just a moment. The new shampoo sensation is Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the Handy Tube. Hear what Mrs. Frank Bateman of Media, Pennsylvania voluntarily writes.
7: I've never seen a shampoo like Prell. Prell leaves your hair so clean, so soft, and easy to manage. I intend to tell all my friends about Prell.
2: Yes, and you'll tell your friends about Prell once you see how quickly Prell removes unsightly, unglamorous dandruff, leaves hair shining with radiance, Ask for Prowl.
7: P-R-E-L-L, Prowl Shampoo. Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is inside. Comes in a tube, handy too. P-R-E-L-L, Prowl Shampoo.
1: This sure is a swell party. Pardon me, sir. Who takes care of the check for the Riley party?
4: Oh, I
6: hear, Luigi. I'll take it. No,
1: no, wait a minute, Junior. Nothing doing. But, <laughs> Daddy... You don't think that I'd let you two sweet kids use up all your savings to pay for my party? Uh, how much is it there, Luigi? $25.30. $25.30. Well, uh, let me see now. There's 5 10 20 25 Junior, I- I'm short a little change. Let me a nickel. And $25. <laughs>
2: To join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix is currently appearing in the Paramount picture, Where There's Life. The script is by Alan Lipscott and Ruben Schiff. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger Odell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced and directed by Irving Bracker. daughter her finery must look just so she washed them all as you oughta with wonderful ivory snow ah wonderful ivory snow the soap that's so kind to your hands you just know it's kind to sheer nylons and dainty lingerie and your hands will tell you why ivory snow keeps lovely washables lovely longer prove it this week wash your dishes with ivory snow when you see how it pampers your hands, you'll really know it's extra kind to fine fabrics. There's no other soap like it. Ivory Snow's the only soap, both ivory mild and in granulated form. Make suds instantly and lukewarm, even in cool water. Your hands will tell you why Ivory Snow keeps pretty lingerie and other nice things lovely longer. Oh, wonderful Ivory Snow. S N O W. This is Ken Carpenter reminding you that for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L, Prell Shampoo. And listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley. Good
4: night. This
2: is NBC, the national broadcasting
0: company. That's The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley, with Paula Winslow as Peg, Barbara Eiler as Babs, Tommy Cook as Junior, and John Brown as Digger O'Dell, sponsored by Prell Shampoo and Ivory Snow, as heard on NBC. Next time on the Film Detective Podcast, Sydney Greenstreet stars as gargantuan gourmet detective Nero Wolf on The New Adventures of Nero Wolf from 1951. So don't miss it. To learn more about this series, visit thefilmdetective.com. See you next time.